Celebrating the birth of Christ, this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Join us. From Pastor Phil Howard and the family and all of us here at Valley Bible Church at Hercules and Truth For Today Radio Ministries, greetings and a very blessed Christmas. In Colossians chapter 1 today, verses 15 through 20, looking once again at a message that Pastor Phil Howard has entitled, Who Came to Bethlehem? Paul has the answer for us here in Colossians 1, and we're examining that answer together that we might be encouraged in Christ. With today's broadcast of Truth For Today Now, our teacher and pastor. Once again, here's Pastor Phil Howard. All you ever see are waves. You never see the master. You always see problems. You never see solutions. You always see the obstacle. You never see the opportunity. See, your outlook determines your outcome. But your outlook, if you can't see God, you're not walking by faith. Anybody can see the waves. Just a natural man. He prays for that man. Whew. And do you know what? Like in this room, I wonder how many Thousands of spirit beings could be in this room. What's scary, you, you take, there's a man in the Bible, they called him Legion. I believe a Legion is 6,000 Roman soldiers. He had 6,000 demonic beings, and every demon is a personality. Every demon is a fallen angel, intellect, will, emotion. He had, you talk about a split personality, he had 6,000 splits in one body. Spatially, 6,000 individual beings were able to occupy the same space as one body. Imagine, no wonder they had him chained, dwelling among the caves. And he was naked, and he cut himself constantly. Because when these demons got in a fight with one another for prominence, his body paid the price. They racked him, tore him. It's a wonder he was alive. So, he's saying... You Colossians, you've got all these angels ranked by thrones, dominions, and you get to uh, Ephesians, principalities, powers, uh, this. You've got all this invisible world. You've got it ranked, ranked, ranked. And he says, let me tell you about this firstborn creator son. He created everything, thrones, dominions, rulers, authorities, everything ever been created was created through him and for him. And he is. Anybody got your Bible? I can't hear you. He is what? Before. And, and Colossus said, that can't be. He, he's, he lives down here in Nazareth. We know his mama. He's physical. He can. He says, he's before all things. You mean he's eternal? Yeah. And in him, all things hold together. Let me tell you about this word hold together. It's literally a Greek word that means uh, to cohere. Uh, you can translate it uh, cohesion. Uh, everything has cohesion in Christ. Everything. To place together. 
Lightfoot says, hold together, cohere. Years ago, uh, I was working on a master's program that took me to Denver, Colorado. And I wrapped up a, uh, a degree there. And one of my uh, profs, his name was Stan, uh, he had worked in uh, the space program and loved science and uh, was a delightful brother and was also a pilot. One day he said, would, would you like to go up and let me show you some things about the Rocky Mountains? And uh, okay, we went up. And you know, Rocky Mountains, uh, I forget what the altitude, but has anyone ever gone over that continental divide out of Estes Park? You know, it's majestic. Uh, I wanna, is it 10,000 feet? I don't know. I believe it's higher than uh, the Tahoe Range, the Sierra. It's way up there. And while we're flying up there, he, he's taking it along. All of a sudden, he said, you see that line right there? And I said, yeah. And I said, what's that? He said, it's a water line. I said, it's a water line. Must have been a local flood around here. 10,000 feet, you know. We have these local floods all the time. And he said, we go up there. And he said, guess what we find? I said, what? He said, seashells. Fish. I said, you can't. You mean that fish crawled all the way? 10,000 feet? No dummy. The earth was flooded one time. And when God upset all the earth. Because you see, before the flood, there were no mountains. There were no desert. God didn't create mountains and desert in the Garden of Eden. Everything's flat. All the earth used to be one mass. It got spread up after the flood. You look. You can read it. Genesis 10. In the days of Peleg, the earth divided. Yeah. You won't get this in uh, Science 101. You get this in Bible 101. The Word of God's above science. We don't disagree with science if it agrees with God. Okay? You're getting all this free, by the way, you know. Because I want to say it about this creator. And he, he's up there, and, and while he's flying, he's showing me all this stuff. He's fascinating. And then he said, you know, he got to talking about the space program and whatever part he had in it. And then he got to telling me, he said, you know, when we talk about the splitting of the atom and everything, he said, this is no small thing. And he starts talking. He said, you see, there's something we call the binding force of atoms. That there's something that binds them together. So you can't split them easily. And we got to get all these machines, electrons. I mean, it, it took us a few centuries to learn how to split an atom. Because he said, we found out in creation what we can't understand. There is a cohesive force in all of creation that we call a binding force. And he said, I never knew what it was until I read Colossians. And Jesus said, I make it all hold together. I not only created the universe, I'm sustaining it. I make the sun, the moon, the star stay right on orbit. It's never had an oil change yet. It stays right on. If it came too close, we'd burn up. If it was too far away, we would freeze. I keep the tides going. I keep the boundaries of the ocean. I sustain everything that goes on. I'm in charge of rain, drought, snow, a global warming. I am the sustainer. That's what he says. Go tell this to the heretics. 
Our God that lived in a body sustains the universe. I wonder if he could take care of you. All 150 pounds. That's what he says. He's preeminent because he's over all creation. Now he moved. Then he says, but because creation has rebelled, and according to Romans, it's in grief and it's groaning because it's been messed up by sin. Christ has begun a new creation and he calls it the church. And in this new creation, you get out of Adam, he pulls you out of the world system, and he puts you in this new entity uh, that, as for the most part, is invisible. Local churches are the visible expression of the invisible church. We're the visible part. Some of you attend church, and I say, well, which one? The invisible one or the visible? This is the visible expression. Now watch what he says. And he is the head of the body, the church. Anybody here belong to the church? I mean, the church. Anybody? None of you. Oh, got, we got five. Most of you aren't saved yet. You know, you got a lot of folks, well, I'm not into joining churches. I know you're going to hell. Every Christian is in the church. You might not be in this church, because if you're not in that church, I hope you don't join this one. Have coffee, but don't get in the membership. You need to be born again. Because when you're born again, the Spirit places you in to the body of Christ. Christ is the head of that body. Now, watch what it says. And he's the firstborn from the dead. Isn't that interesting? I thought he raised Lazarus. Did, well, well, why didn't he say Lazarus was the firstborn? Lazarus died again. I'm the firstborn of those that when they're raised will never die again. I'm the first fruit of the resurrection. And when you get resurrected in this program, these others were raised, but they died. Even the man in the Old Testament, Elijah, breathed on him and he came back. You know, I used to ask, what happened? Well, they eventually buried them. They did die. But Christ is the firstborn of the resurrection. And in this category, once you've been resurrected, you never die again. So he's the one that came into this order that death had dominated the fallen world, dominated the plant world, took over the race of Adam, burying baby after baby after baby, army after army. The human race is dying. We're living in the land of the dying. Get to be my age and you'll bury a lot of friends, a lot of loved ones. And if I, I don't go a week, but what I don't hear is someone just came down with cancer. Because I'm in contact with a thousand people in this church. Sickness is alive and well. Cancer is doing big business. And we're burying people no matter how many vitamins you grew up on. Christ came into this arena that death had upset Eden. And destroyed what he had originally created. And the first thing he had to take care of is he said, I'm going to take care of sin at the cross. But on the way, I'm going to defeat death. 
because in my crossword, I conquered the graveyard too. I'm the firstborn, I want you to know, of those that died. That's not too bad if you're having some birthdays. Because we're going to bury you, honey. Yeah, we are. You're going to die. You're dying right now. You see, you're living in the land of the dying. You're going to the land of the living. I'm in the land of the dying. But I'm going where I shall never die. There's an old song my daddy used to sing, never grow old, never grow old. I'm going to a land where I will never grow old. And you've got to be a little bit old to even know the song, so I'll keep going. Uh, and he is the head of the body, the beginning of the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be what? Preeminent. For in him... All the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And I'm telling you, the Colossian heretics broke out with hives when he said that. He said, you, do you know what he just said? He said, the pleroma. Oh, that was a magic word with these heretics. Pleroma meant the fullness of the deity. The fullness of this ultimate God. And all of a sudden, Paul from prison says, by the way, he's no spinoff. He's no lesser deity. Everything that is divine about God occupied his body. Live in him. Every attribute was in him. Every bit of the essence was in him. The divine nature's in him. No less God, no matter if he's in a body or not, because he's not evil in that body. All of deity dwells in him in a bodily form. That's what he says. That's what he says. And he goes on to say, as he goes through his argument, so all of deity, and he robs their word play, the fullness, the, the cup is full. You can't get any more God in a body than what was in Jesus. He had all the God there is. There's no more. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven. See, there's a lot of beings in the heavens that need to be reconciled. They're demonic. Demons out there. The heavens are dirty. According to the word of God, he burns up the heavens. You know why? They're dirty. And this side, they've been the place where demons have trafficked for all these years. Satan's still in the air. Demons are up there doing their work all over the planet. And he says, ultimately, in second, I'm going to burn up the heavens. I'm going to cleanse the heavens. And in the new heavens and the new earth, there will be no ground for demonic spirits for I'm going to incarcerate them in the lake of fire forever. The heavens will be clean again. He's going to clean up the universe from the fall. If I wasn't trying to say my voice, I'd shout. Making peace by the blood of his cross. He came to a world in rebellion that would cost him his life to make things right. The family feud was so bad that he said, somebody in this family's got to die. And the creator God chose to die to make the peace. I say this, in this new creation, as Adam was the head of the old creation, and we all sinned in Adam, we all died in Adam, Christ is the head of this new creation, the church. And uh, I think you, you need, what's your view of the head? What's your view of the head? See, there's a lot of folks. Uh, 
can a church stay together when there's an opinion on every pew? I would do it this way. I'd do it that. Okay? I mean, look at the people around you. I mean, you're struggling to get along with who you marry. Now, some of you get so old, you're just giving up. So now you're finally compatible. You just can't fight anymore. You say, man, we might as well enjoy it. Good, good. You both like to eat out. So, you know, we got a lot in common. I mean, and then you get a church of a bunch of people in a fellowship. How many different opinions do you think we have around here about how to spend money? How many of you think you're experts? Others don't even know how to make a budget. You haven't balanced your checkbook so long, you don't know what you have in the account. It's true. And then you say, you mean we can be together? How's that possible? He makes things cohere. He's the binding force. And there's nothing anymore, um, I think, one of the most heartbreaking things to see. Uh, I used to visit a woman in this church, Frances. She was in a home over here, Frances Sylvester. But she didn't even know who her children were. And I knew Frances for 35 years before she died. And to go in there, hug her. I met her in 71 or 2. Wonderful. I loved her. Spunky. Just a dynamic little gal to me. Precious. But she didn't know who I was. <laughs> she didn't know who I was. Or to get someone in their early 50s with Alzheimer's. Or... Uh, Get your mom and dad suffering from dementia. And you say, hi, mom. And they call you some name. It's not even yours. See, the head's going apart. Neurotic problems. Aging. A, a brain disorder. Well, let me tell you, Colossians. Our head is never going to have Alzheimer's. Our head is never going to have dementia. Our head isn't going to fall apart. There's only one head of the church I belong to. And it's not you and it's not me. It's him. It's Jesus. He is the head. He is preeminent. He is preeminent. And I don't know how to say this and sound nice. Because it doesn't sound nice. I'm not serving you. I'm serving him. I believe in the church because I believe in him. He's building the church. He's not building your company. You may include him until there's profit. You may not. That's all right. Have all the company you want. We all got to make a living doing something. He claims the church the most hated entity on the face of the earth. Everybody knows how to fix the church. I have to say this to you. There's only one brain that runs the church. The true church. He's seated in the heavens. And he went by way of the cross and an empty tomb. Are we holding him as preeminent? I ask you, is Christ preeminent in your life? Or is he second place? Your hobbies, your this, your that. Your, what, what's all this? He's head of the church. And he didn't get to be head by being a Twinkie. He became head by conquering death. 
He became head by going to the cross. He became head by conquering the grave. He didn't get it just free. He's preeminent by the right of acquisition. And we are the members of his body. I tell you, it's a terrible thing to tell my finger what to do and it doesn't listen to the head. That finger can be burnt. You know what happens to lepers? This is what happens to people in the body of Christ. Hansen's disease starts at extremities. And we think that it, it uh, makes you do all that. You know, you're looking for the white and pus and uh, bone. What, what happens? I, I read Dr. Paul Brand. I read an article. And he spent his life working with lepers. He said, what happens in Hansen's disease is sensitivity on the extremes of the body. Toes, fingers, maybe even ears. You lose feeling because of circulation. Then they start putting their hands in fires. They start putting their hands under boiling water because they can't feel it. And sometimes in India, it's kind of a, a show. But the body still burns. The body still becomes infected. And so the disease begins. The disease. I sometimes see people, I say, do you have spiritual leprosy? Have you lost sensitivity to the head? Is he using you? Are you bitter? Are you whole? Are you doing what the head wants you to do? That's all that matters. I'm doing everything Jesus wants me to do. That's all you've got to answer. He's the head. He, he's the CEO of the church. You like that? Let's get it business. That makes it legitimate. No, he's the firstborn. He's preeminent over everything. This is who was born at Bethlehem. Not some fantasy riding in the heavens. I want to recommend you to psychiatry if you hear reindeer on your roof this season. <laughs> We're going to recommend that you get help quick. But haven't we been told and we're sold more fiction than the truth? Because the true story is the babe at Bethlehem was God. And we find that astounding, but we think nothing of elves and Santa and the North Pole and all these myths uh, and uh, Frosty the Snow. What in the world? All this is fictitious. And we say, it, I wouldn't want to strip my child of this. It would rob them of their childhood. No, raise them on all these lies. It just reshaped them. Amen. How about telling them the truth? Yes. Just tell them the truth. By the way, the one at Bethlehem was called the truth. The way. I'm just beating it to death. But see, if you were a Colossian, all this would be heresy to you. You say, I don't know if I believe this or not. Paul said, you can put me in jail. You can chain me and keep me from visiting the Lycus Valley and the city of Colossae. But I'm telling you, this is who was born in Bethlehem. This is what we celebrate. The preeminent coming. I always appreciated Isaiah chapter 9, for unto us a child is born. You see, we had to have a man atone for our sins, but a son was given. You see, God can't be born. He always was, but he can be given. The God-man, Jesus Christ, laying in a manger, and that is what we celebrate this week. 
Thank you for joining us. This is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. As we close out our time together today, I'd like to invite you to join us this Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. for our Candlelight Christmas Eve celebration. Everyone is invited to join us in singing carols and celebrating the birth of Christ. Again, it starts at 7 p.m. this Wednesday evening. Information and details can be found on our website at valleybible.org or by calling 855-833-9864. Also, as we close out our time today, if you'd like to hear today's broadcast again, simply contact us and we'll send a copy out. Make sure you mention today's date when you do get a hold of us. Also, for a gift of $10 or more, we'll send you this month Pastor Phil's three-sermon series, Jesus Christ, the Revealer of God, or for $20 or more, a copy of Pastor Phil's book of the same name. Again, it's called Jesus Christ, the Revealer of God. Make sure you mention these resources when you contact us at 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. You can also write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. We're here in Hercules. The zip code is 94547. And again, all of this information can be found at our website, valleybible.org. Looking for a place to worship this morning? You still have time to join us for our 11 a.m. service. We have 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. services here at Valley Bible Church. And again, details can be found at valleybible.org. Coming close to the end of the year, if you're still looking for a year-end place to send a donation, we'd love to be considered in all of that process. Take a moment and prayerfully consider how you can partner with us financially. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864 or simply go to our secure donation tab online at valleybible.org. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Phil Howard.